Welcome to Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarno, a weekly podcast from Relevant Church in Daytona Beach, Florida. We pray this message helps you connect to God as you find your place, reveal your purpose, and unlock your potential. Let's head live to Pastor Chris for today's powerful message. So we were talking about what's happening during this first fruit experience. There's a couple of things I read a couple of weeks ago, and I want to go back to them because there was a bunch of different kind of fasts in the Bible. And before I get going, I kind of want to talk about this, okay? And there, uh, this guy, Elmer Towns, wrote a great book about fasting. I, know, I never read all of it. I read parts of it. It was really good. Um, I don't, here's my thing. I'm not going to build a doctrine out of fasting, all right? Because that's not, there's not enough information in the Bible to really go building a, a continual doctrine, meaning like, oh, you got to fast to cast out devils. There was only one scripture about that, and that was producing sensitivity to God. So I don't think you got to fast to cast out devils. Authority casts out devils. You see these things here. Like you see, oh, is fasting going to do this? Well, here's some of the types of things that you could desire while you're fasting and get a breakthrough. Number one, we call this the disciples fast. You find this in Matthew 17, 21. You can go there into King James. It'll read, okay? Matthew 17, 21. Now this, I pulled this right out of his book because I thought it was great information. Um, And I think it's important that, you know, sometimes you just got to follow after somebody that's got a little bit of a a knowledge about uh, 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 about something. And and that's Matthew 17, 21, King James. It's fine. It says this, how be it this kind, right? This is what Jesus was talking about, about casting out devils. How be it this kind goes not out, but by prayer and fasting, okay? So, he said, because of your unbelief, he was talking about removing the, 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 uh, the um, guy comes to Jesus and says, hey, can you cast the devil out of my kid? He said, you got to have faith to do this stuff. He said, you were faithless. So he said, hey, because your unbelief, it was hard for you to do. So we understand this, that fasting gets us to a place of faith to produce miracles. Now, how that takes place, I don't know. Okay, so we understand that something takes place. I don't know. There's no doctrine to form out of it. You know what I mean? So fasting obviously makes us sensitive to get to a greater place of faith to produce deliverance for people. Okay, so now if that does that for like the demon possessed guy, this guy with the son who's uh, uh, um, demonic, you know what I mean? He's throwing himself in the fire. Right. Say and he came to get, you know, he was lunatic. So that's Matthew 17. The child was lunatic, and this is the whole thing. I'm trying to go fast, and I'm just rushing and not going to make sense for you guys. So here's what happens. There's a disciples are hanging out. There's a father whose son was lunatic, kept throwing himself in the fire. He goes to the disciples and said, hey, can you do something with this kid? They could not do nothing. So he came to Jesus and said, what can you do? Jesus said, I can do anything. But he said to the guys, when he looked at him, he said, because of your unbelief, you can't really do this. And he said, how be it this kind goes not out by by prayer and fasting. So obviously, the disciples didn't have the faith to operate there. Jesus said, if you're going to fast, you know what I mean, and pray, you can get your faith to a level of understanding who you are in Christ. Now, I believe it's an identity discovery more than it's a formula to cast out devils. Because you can cast out devils without fasting and praying. Does that make sense? So when you fast and pray, 
you understand your identity, you understand your authority, you understand who you are, you get a better picture of you, and then you can go do greater exploits. It will produce deliverance from sin, addiction, and bondage. If we fast, we can break these powers easier and have walk into freedom that Christ has given us. Now, is that a formula? I don't think it's a formula. I think what it is is that it's a way to get a revelation of stuff so you can walk in dominion in the earth because you're going after it. Does that make sense? For deliverance. Then we talked about the Ezra fast. Ezra, I talked about that too, that one Sunday a little bit, right? The Ezra fast, you can find in Ezra 8, 21 through 23. And this was a problem-solving fast. That's, you know, sometimes, remember we talked about this, what does it do? Fasting, if, if, direction, protection, provision. That's the three things we're looking for. Ezra shows you perfect opportunity for what? Direction. Look what it says. For God, right there, right? It's, it, it, he said, what did he do? Proclaiming a fast there at the rivers that he might what? Afflict ourselves before the Lord to what? To seek him, right? A right way for us and our what? And our little ones. Ain't that good? And for all our substance. See that? Praise the Lord. I like that one. Right? Look at, you want to read 22? You can. Praise Jesus. Right? What? Was I ashamed? Now here's what happened here. He, he didn't want to ask for help. And the reason why he didn't want to ask for help because he promised that God was going to take care of him. So instead of going and asking for help, Ezra said, I'm going to lean on God. I proclaimed a fast, right, at the river that we might afflict ourselves before God. Seek him of a right way for us and our little ones and for all our substance. For I was ashamed to acquire the king a band of soldiers and horsemen to help against the enemy. Because we had spoken us, the king, the hand of our God is upon all of them for God that seek him. But his power and his wrath is against all them that forsake. So we fasted, 23. So we fasted and besought our God for this and he entreated of us. What did that mean? He's saying, look, he said he, he didn't ask for help from man. He got help from God. So God's help was Ezra's problem solving and protection. So there's an area of fasting and praying to produce problem solving. So that means if you need direction or you've got to make a decision, sometimes it's not a bad idea to fast throughout the year. Because if you don't know what to do, fasting gets you sensitive to hearing God's voice. And I don't know about you, but man, I got to get sensitive sometimes. Amen? Here's another one. Samuel fasted. Okay? And that's 1 Samuel. If you look at 1 Samuel 7, verse 6. Amen? 1 Samuel They gathered together and drew water and poured it out before the Lord and fasted on that day and said there, what? We have sinned against the Lord and Samuel judged the children of Israel in Misfest. 
I think that's how you say that. Who knows? In Memphis. Glory to God. Looks like Memphis. Let's just call it Memphis. Right? Misfa. Misfi. Who knows? Why, they kind of, why couldn't they just say Memphis? Ah, oh, whatever. Right? So Ezra, Ezra got a problem solver, but Samuel was looking for revival because these people were all messed up in idol worship and they were all jacked up and they needed deliverance. So Samuel called them to seek God and bring the Ark of the Covenant back to Jerusalem. And he fasted and prayed for revival. See it? Now, you can, that's the whole context, but you can fast for revival. That's something you can do. Now, I don't know if I've ever, you know, if, you know, 2 Chronicles says, what, if my people who are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face, I'm going to answer from heaven. I'm paraphrasing it, but you get what I'm saying. That's important. I like this one, too. And I said this, and this one's big. If you look at um, 1 Kings, go to 1 Kings 17, verse 9. This is Elijah. Amen? Elijah fast. First Kings, I'm sorry, what did I say? Did I say 17? Whoops. First Kings 19. Apologize. 19.4. See that? Elijah. But he himself went a day's journey in the wilderness and came and sat down under a juniper tree and he requested for himself that he might die. This is, he was oppressed, man. He was depressed. He was suicidal. This is a big one, man. This is serious. This is what America is dealing with right now, man. This is really, really sensitive. I can feel it in my spirit. Like, Pastor Chris, this could be the breakthrough for humanity. It is. I'm going to say something. Elijah was oppressed. Elijah was depressed. Elijah was suicidal. Elijah is in a bad spot, man. And this is a very serious thing that a lot of people deal with. Okay? Daddy might, and he said, it is enough. I will take, oh Lord, take away my life, for I'm not better than my father. And he lay and slept under a juniper tree, and the angel touched him and said, arise and eat. And he what? He looked, and behold, there was a cake baked on the coal and cruise of oil, and he eat and drank, and he laid him down again. Amen? Man. And the angel of the Lord came a second time and touched him. And said, Arise and eat, because the journey is too great for thee. And he arose and did eat and drank and went in strength of that meat for 40 days and 40 nights on a Horeb, the mount of God. So he was, he was, he was hungry because he was fasting. He went a day's journey, and he was done. And while he was asleep, the Lord made him a cake and gave him sustain sustainability and sustenance that gave 40 days of ability, right? But mental freedom is a, is a way of fasting. You're going to get free from mental issues, emotional problems, habits. God will show you how to overcome this stuff, or he will give you relief. He will break suicidal thoughts off of your life. He will give you emotional and mental stability. This is serious stuff, man. A lot of people dealing with this. Elijah was the oppressed. He will break the bonds of oppression. 
He will break the bonds of depression. He will break the bonds of suicidal thoughts. And he will let you want to live again. There are people that do not want to live because they're oppressed by devils. Jesus, through this time of fasting and praying, is going to give you strength to break through those mindsets. That's a good one too, man. That's serious stuff, you know. There's a whole bunch of other ones in here. Um, I want to get to some of this because I, I, I mean, a lot of you know, like the Daniel's fast, and then, and then, and then Esther fasted for protection. John the Baptist fasted. There was one crying out in the wilderness, preparing the way. But I want to get to some of these things here because I think they're important um, for us to talk about tonight. Um, you could fast to get victory over a lot of stuff. The benefits of fasting. And some of them are personal protection. Here's another one. How about victory over temptation? That's a big one. Look at Matthew 4 and 1. Matthew 4 and 1. And, uh, you know, then Jesus was led up of the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. And when he fasted 40 days and 40 nights, he was after her hungry. And then the tempter came. You see it? So what happens? Jesus fasted 40 days and 40 nights to overcome temptation. If you will fast, you could overcome some of the temptations of life. It's a benefit of fasting. Now, you might not understand it now. You might not see all of it now. But as you take time to separate yourself through prayer and fasting, you're going to get the benefits of the decision that you made. The big one. How about this one? Some of you are going to tap into the commission of ministry for your life. Look at this. Acts, Acts 13, 2. Some, someone fasting. Someone fasting is going to recognize ministry gifts in people, around people. You're going you're gonna to recognize gifts. It's wild. As they ministered to the Lord and fasted, the Holy Ghost said. See, you pray and fast and the Holy Ghost speaks sometimes. Now, some things he's going to talk about, some things he might not. What do you care? Fast and pray and let God lead you. He ministered to the Lord and fasted and the Holy Ghost said, separate me, Barnabas and Saul, for the work wherein I've called you. And when they fasted and prayed, they laid their hands on them and sent them away. The commission of ministry came through fasting and praying. The word of the Lord came through fasting and praying. The what? The commission into ministry came from fasting and praying. The discovery of your ministry may come through fasting and praying. This is the things you got to look at. Stuff is going to happen. Praise the Lord. Big one. I like, I like Isaiah, the fast that Jesus has described, and Isaiah 58. Let's go there. Um, you can put this in the message. It reads a little clearer. So I'm going to give you a minute.
Um, I want you to go to, uh, I, when you get there, I, Isaiah 58, verse, oh man, it's the fast the Lord describes. So, I'd like to start, you can start with verse 5 in the message. And this is big. This is the fast the Lord describes. And when I read this all the way through a little bit, I think you're going to get it. Because in Isaiah 58.5, there you go. Message is great. Do you think this is the kind of fast day? You got um, 58.5? Is that right? Yeah, there you go. Oh, you got it all together. I see it now. Do you think this is the kind of fast day I'm after? A day to show off humility? To put on a pious long face and parade around solemnly in black? Do you call that fasting a fast day that I, God, would like? This is the kind of fast day I'm after. To break the chains of injustice. To get rid of exploitation in the workplace. Free the oppressed. Cancel debt. What I'm interested in seeing you do is sharing your food with the hungry. Invite the homeless poor in your homes putting clothing on the shivering ill-clad, and being available to your own families. Do this. Now, here comes the edge. Here comes the edge. Do this, and the lights will turn on. That means you're going to get you're gonna get illuminated. And your lives will turn around at once. Woo! Come on. Your righteousness will pave your way, and the God of glory will secure your passage. When you pray, God will answer You'll call for help, and I'll say, here I am. If you get rid of unfair practices, quit blaming victims, quit gossiping about other people's sins. If you're generous with the hungry and start giving yourselves to the down and out, your lives will begin to glow in the darkness. Your shadowed lives will be bathed in sunlight. I will always show you where to go. I will give you a full life in the emptiest of places. Firm muscles, strong bones. You'll be like a well-watered garden and a, a grueling spring, a gurgling, sorry. What did I say, grueling? Gurgling. Gurgling spring that never runs dry. See what I'm saying? God's saying, like, look, man, this thing's going to give you your edge. It's going to give you an opportunity of power and it's going to give you some serious ability. Fasting is going to change you, man. It's going to change you and it ain't changing God. Now, here's another thing I want you to realize about this. Because I was looking at this and I told you about this. And this is important. Um, we're in the middle of it. You know? And when you're in the middle of this, man, I'll tell you what. Sometimes it gets a little hard. So I want to encourage you. That you stated a course. Now... That's why we gave you the app. That's why we gave you the time. And that's why we gave you the word we gave you. You know what I'm saying? Because a lot of times people get here and they're like, well, you know, I, 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 what am I getting out of this? Well, you're getting, you're getting closer to God. And when you get closer to God, things start changing. What am, I, what am I doing in this? Fasting, I don't even know what's going on here. Okay? demonstrates a desire for something from God. Get your edge back. Remember we talked about that last week? 
I've, I've witnessed with my own eyes profound miracles that people have gotten. So make up your mind that you're going to get that edge back. Okay? I'm getting ready. I'm getting ready to finish strong. We got an opportunity to do this now, man. I'm not doing this the rest of the year. We ain't doing this in July. We ain't doing this in August. We ain't doing this next September. We're doing this in January. So if it doesn't get done in January, it ain't going to get done. It releases supernatural power. Fasting and praying, okay, has many benefits to give you self-control or self-discipline in certain areas of your life. And soon after your time of fasting, you're going to notice victory in areas you didn't have victory in before. Fasting not only brings you closer to God, fasting not only brings you closer to the Word of God, as you draw near to God, God is going to start what? Developing an inward consciousness inside of you that you didn't have before you started fasting. That's the benefit. It's going to, now this is big. It's going to help you. I'm going to give you three points right here and we're going to go. It's going to help you hear God clear. Okay? For those of you that want to grow closer and hear God clearer, fasting enables you to enter into a space without chaos and distraction. So now you're going to get, now you're going to say, oh man, but when I come out of this, am I going to, uh, am I going to keep some of the benefits? Absolutely. Okay? Because right now you're doing this. You're not focusing on eating. You're not focusing on social media. Whatever it is you disconnected to, man, I'm becoming more sensitive to God's voice. You heard him. This is what I'm trying to get you to grab a hold of. And I know you're getting it. You heard him before the fast. Ain't nobody in this room wanted to fast. I mean, they got all excited like, yay, we're fasting. Okay. You heard him when we entered into the fast. That's why you did. You heard him about the giving of the seed. First fruit. You heard him about exactly like, give up the social media. Don't eat one meal a day. Up your prayer time. You heard him. I am trying to get you to develop a sensitive spirit. A sensitive spirit that can observe God's word and direction because it is implanted with the word of life. Okay? That's one. Two, I'm trying to get you to develop a teachable heart. Look at this here. Go to Luke 8. I don't even know what translation this is in. I'm going to find it. Luke 8, once I get there, I'll know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right? I got it in, um, yeah. Put it into passion. Luke 8, 9, passion. Later his disciples came to Jesus. This is big, okay? 8, we're going to read 8, 9. And then we'll read 8, 10, Luke 8, Later, his disciples came to Jesus and asked him privately, what deeper meaning was found in this parable? He said, you have been given a teachable heart to perceive the secret hidden mysteries of God's kingdom realm. That is what God is getting ready to release to you. But to those who do not have a listening heart, my words are merely stories. Oh my God, is that not good? My words are merely stories. Even though they have eyes, they are blind to the true meaning of what I say. And even though they listen, they won't receive full revelation. Is that not good or what? That is some good stuff right there. 
That was that that right there is the prayer in First Kings. Look at go to First Kings. That's going to be King James. Though. Uh, go to First Kings. I think it's three. This. I think I think we might have to put that in the um, First Kings. You could try um. This is great getting it on the fly, ain't it? Um, you should go to the message. Grant's doing a great job. I'm like, well, I get this stuff on the fly, you know, sometimes. I was like, you got notes? I'm like, yeah, I got 30 pages of notes. But I'm like, I don't know which ones I'm going to use. Because I'd rather be led by the Spirit because I don't know who's watching, but God does. Hallelujah. Look at this. When he gets it, you're going to see this. First Kings 3, 7. He says the same thing here. This is good stuff. You, you heard this on that Sunday, but I don't really care. I want you to get this thing, man. This is good stuff. And now, here I am, God, my God. You have made me your servant, ruler of the kingdom, right? In, in, in place of David, my father. I'm too young for this. I'm a mere child. I don't know the ropes. I hardly know the ins and outs of this job. And here I am, sat down in the middle of the people you've chosen, a great people, far too many to ever count. Here's what I want. Give me a God-listening heart so I can lead your people well, discerning the difference between good and evil, for who on their own is capable of leading your glorious people. Woo! That's the prayer he asked for. That's what he promised he'd give him. Remember that? A teachable heart. Remember Luke 8 and 9? That's what you get. You get, a, you get a God-listening heart. You get a teachable heart. You get a sensitive spirit. This stuff's big. You get to hear God clear. These are the benefits of this, man. I'm telling you, man, Moses, you know Moses fasted before he got the Ten Commandments? He did the same thing Jesus did. Did you know that Moses fasted 40 days and 40 nights like Jesus? Exodus. You got NIV? NIV reads clear. If you got Exodus 34, 28, I got it over here. Exodus 34, 28, NIV. Look, I'll prove it to you. You know Moses fasted before he got... Now, people don't know this stuff. That's why you got me. You don't have to study all this stuff out. Let me do all the work, and you just come to church, and then get all this stuff, and then go tell all your friends how smart you are. Look at it. Moses was there with... with yeah, I see it. Moses was there with the Lord for 40 days and 40 nights. Didn't Jesus do that? Without eating bread or drinking water. You'd die if you tried to do that, man. And he wrote on the tablets the words of the covenant. Yeah, and that's big. You, you're going to make big moves? You might want to fast. I didn't say fast 40 days. Give me a break. Or 40 nights, you know, with no drinking water, you'd be dead. But you understand what I'm saying? The Israelites fasted before victory. Daniel fasted in, for, in order to get some guidance. Man, I'm telling you, there's some deep moves here before you get. So you start adding this to your yearly activity. Like, you know, six months from now, you're like, man, I got to make a big decision about doing something, or I'm going to take some time and see God. I don't know what, man. All I know is this. And, you know, nobody can really answer this. So we're not going to build a doctrine out of it, but obviously there's some power to it. Why would these guys do it? You know what I mean? Now, I know we're not earning anything from God, but I'm going to tell you right here now. I don't believe it's a formula, but if you're led to fast, this is why we develop it early. Like, a lot of you might be like, 
Pastor Chris, if you didn't tell me about this fast in January, trust me, I would not be doing it. Okay, that's good. I train you. But let's say after we come out of this, six months from now, eight months from now, seven months from now, you might be like, man, I feel like God's asking me to fast today. Do it. You know, when we were at, um, when I was with, uh, um, I know churches that fast every Wednesday, every Wednesday, every Wednesday, they were fasting from lunch, uh, breakfast and lunch, and they just would eat dinner. So they would call a fast from, you know, midnight on Tuesday till Wednesday dinner time, and the, the parishioners were really, really encouraged to fast and pray. That might be a party. Brother Hagen lived a fasted life. He would never eat too much. Um, he would fast in meetings. I don't eat before I preach. Now, I do it sometimes. It's funny. Like, I was just on the road and ate before I preached, but I usually, I'm sensitive to that sometimes. You know what I mean? Not during the fast. But, like, sometimes I'll be like, eh. Sometimes I just will not. Now, I will not eat, like, that's just me. I usually, like, never on a Sunday, never at any special meetings we have here do I eat before I preach. If I'm on the road and I'm being social, I might do it. If it's up to me, I eat early, and then I usually don't eat. And that's what I did that day. I wound up eight, and then I slept, and then I went to go preach. I was strong, man, really strong. But that's what I'm saying. Like, I stay really clear because I want to be sensitive, and I don't want things to get in the way. You could actually feel when you're fasting that you're really getting quiet on the inside. You know what I mean? Because you're getting really sensitive. And you're not in a strengthened condition. Um, just really good stuff. All right. So I'm going to let you go because I know you got enough in you. But here's what I want you to do. Guys, we're close. We're probably about almost halfway home. I, know, I, don't wanna, I didn't do the math before I came, but you're probably really close. Okay? So let's finish strong. Let's get ready. You know, we're not going to give to the end of the month, so you got time to hear from heaven with that. Some of you heard already. Somebody sowed, it's funny, somebody sowed the week before the thing started. They said, I, I did my first fruit. I was kind of thought it was kind of cool. I was like, well, God spoke to you, and you got it, or whatever it is, do it. I would do it. So um, just make sure you're right on there, because we're going to pray over it all at the end, and God, God's cool with all that. All right, then from first fruit, we got that. Praying for these prayer requests is huge. What do you believe in God for and pressing in and making sure that you're praying in the spirit, you're getting closer to God, you got your word intake, you got your spirit life going in the right direction, and you're moving forward into things that God is calling you to do. Make sure you take time to develop yourself in these next, you know, 21 days. We're probably got like 11 days, 10 days. We're like right there. We're probably like 10 days out, somewhere around there. Finish strong. If you slip, get back up. If you didn't start, start right now. I don't know where you're at, but we have to make sure we pursue God's presence to produce God's promises in our life. Amen? And I promise you, during this fast, you're changing. Let me pray for you. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for each and every person. Give them the strength. Give them the ability. Give them the, 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 the ability to be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Let them develop all these supernatural opportunities through fasting and praying. And God, I thank you that you're rubbing off on them supernaturally and you're pressing into them for greatness. Father, I thank you for blessing them and keeping them and watching over them all the days of their life. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. And everybody said, amen. Praise the Lord, guys. I'm going to see you this weekend. It's going to be strong. Do not forget to watch the announcements. They're coming on right now. 
Get updated about what's going on. We got our night of worship coming. We got a great weekend. And Supernatural Sunday is on the way, man. Do not not be in this house. I promise you it's going to be a move of God like you're never going to forget. God's going to bless you. I promise you that's true. I love you. I'll see you soon. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarnum. If you are interested in learning more about Relevant Church, you can visit us at relevantfl.org. And don't forget to subscribe to our channel to hear more messages like this one every single week. Thanks for listening.